Kennedy. It looks to me as if taking the steel work. This is a horror movie. Not the Footy Show. G'day everybody, welcome to episode 154 of Not the Footy Show. It's Warwick Nicholson here. Mr. DC here. And this is the first episode in a good... Oh, it was it was June 2015, I'm pretty sure, Mr. DC. Yeah, that sounds about right. It would have been a, an origin... I think it was just before we got absolutely uh, ripped apart by Queensland in Game 3. Yeah, that was horrible. Now, I do recall... Yes. I've got this like memory that sometimes serves me well, that uh, I said if Michael Ennis played, we would lose the game. Do you remember that? I don't remember you saying that. I but clearly it, said it. It, it, it sounds I mean, you exactly it like you. It does. I said there's just no way. There is no way known we can win that game. Are we going to have this conversation now or are we going to have this conversation later? Well, it, it may happen in future, but I just want to establish that, you know, not the footy show lights, when you listen to the show, we give you good mail. I mean, I was, I was, <laughs> I was all over that. Was I not? Well, okay, but it could have been something else other than Ennis. Well, it could have been that Josh McCrone has gone to the St. George Illawarra Dragons. How good is life? After the break, we get stuck in another footy show for Sunday 54. You just... McCrone's gone to the you Dragons. Just mean. So you that, just didn't mean. I didn't, didn't spin that gold too early. You're just mean. Mean. Okay, that was a little bit harsh, I've got to admit, because I've been looking at Josh McCrone in, like, the Canberra Raiders green for far too long and now he's at the Dragons. I remember you did have a few laughs at me at my expense. Do you know what? It was not at your White. expense. Brett White's come to the Raiders. Blake Austin came to the Raiders. I mean, you laughed in my face. <clears throat> well, could have, it might have been somebody else, but the point is, you're it sitting here right else. now and so I'm going to say it was you. Okay. Well, you can, you can do that if you want. I, I, here's the thing. I feel like a bit of a hypocrite because I always said he's not that bad and now that he's with us, I'm like really worried. Well, I'm don't like, worry. He'll play some good footy for the Cutters. So he played some fantastic football for the Mounties he, he, uh, in the Wales Cup this year. We do need a year. backup of some sort for yeah. our halves because we didn't really have one before. So it, it's good to have the backup there. I know he's not the most brilliant footballer, but he's not the worst. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's not the worst. Look, I'll, I'll be fair. I think we're more... And sorry, not the footy show listeners and new listeners, but you have to understand that this show has been going since 2010. Pretty no, much. since before then. No, 2010 was the... Well, 2009 was the first time Nick and I ever did anything. Oh, is that right? But thought, this okay. is the first time... Like that, that's been for a while. So the Jay McCrone ongoing saga, it, it, it's come to an end at the Raiders, and he, now he is, he's yours to enjoy, Mr. DC. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy him, but... <laughs> we'll move on. Do you know... Well, yeah, we'll move we'll on. We'll move on. It's, it's just... Yeah, it's just... It's a nice feeling for me to uh, be unshackled. Cheap, mm-hmm. nasty... Mm-hmm. And downright boring. What we need to talk about very quickly before we get into this uh, episode, and, and what we'll cover off is we'll cover the five day games across the season. Uh, five days of seven are going to be yeah. rugby league pretty much most of the year. Look at the best off season recruitment. Uh, nines and all stars are we keen? You should know the answer to that. We'll have some amazing listener correspondence. That segment will go for at least 15 seconds. And then open mic with Mr. DC at the end. It's a special. I can't Which, reveal what we're going to talk about, but you've like you, well, you've prepared something amazing, haven't you? No, you sprung it on me just before we, or as I turned up tonight. The, you said I've got an open the magic mic. of a podcast. So I've got some ideas. Throw something to you, Dave, on what I'm going to talk you about. You can just say, "Yes, that is exactly what we plan." Well, I, I, thought, have, I thought it was better. No, we're not videotaping this anymore. You I can't see the look on your face right now, which is was. What are you doing to me? All right. 
that's I kind of thought that was the good stuff. Apparently, it's not. Anyway, uh, so basically, I wanted a very, 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 very quick yeah. summation of your last seven. Am I allowed to eat months. a mince pie? You've, you've eaten that mince pie. You've devoured that mince pie. The best mince you pie. You haven't even touched yours. I'll get to mine. But you need to tell me your last seven months. Give me a very, very condensed seven Mr. DC. Oh, well, I watched JT get his premiership, and that was fantastic. It was pretty good. Um, then I've been working a fair bit on the 69 Suzuki A100. Still Ooh. isn't running, but boom, boom. but it's getting there. Um, and then I just recently have started a new job. And then this is news to me. This shows how close we are, people. We are like we are like this. Um, I think I even visited you on on Christmas Day. Said hello. Yeah. And yeah, 30, you... in the 30 seconds I was in the building, you didn't tell me this information. I just I just feel I feel cut. I feel I feel offended, quite frankly. But just just where 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 are the talent? Where are you taking your talents to South Beach? Where are you taking them? North Beach. North Beach. Where are you, where are you moving to? Newcastle. Serious? No. That was a good one. You had me going beautiful. <laughs> but. The, I've got a, I've got a mouthful of meat pie as well. Just the condensed The company version. the company is based in Newcastle, but they're opening up uh, an office in Gordon, and I'm going to head up that office. Oh, fantastic! So your commute is still pretty long, but it's shorter than what it was. I have a company car, so <laughs> from Broome, yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, in the morning, it was still because you know Sydney traffic, it'll still be I think an hour, yeah, to get to Gordon. But then in the, at the end of the day, you know, if I stay back till six thirty, I should only think about oh, thirty five. Action Jackson. 40 minutes. I like it. Anyway, there you caught up Mr. DC. Uh, me, yeah, I'm still working at an organisation that I cannot name. But <laughs> doing okay stuff. And uh, we'll come back with some actual football talk here on the footy show, episode 154. Look, look, look. Yes. Oh, yes. Look at that. Yes. Look at that. Yes. Rabbits, look at that. Not the footy show. show. Okay, Mr. DC, it's time to talk. Rugby League, which yes. is what you love to do on this show, and that's why people. I actually did a stat. I don't know if it's true. Honestly, I was I was moving some files in the podcast land uh, on the on the audio network thing that we're on. Apparently, not many people listen to our last show, but well, like, when Matty Duncan and I did one in Queensland for the Four Nations last year. Yeah, the year before last. Sorry, in twenty fourteen, like. I'm not, and I'm not making this up. Thousands of people downloaded that episode. I don't know if they listened to it. Thousands of people downloaded that one episode. Yeah, like three thousand people. The, the numbers can't be right. I, I, I just because our, our loyal listener. I'll be honest with people. Our loyal listener base is five to a thousand. Like it's five hundred to a thousand that listen to any given show. Yeah, but uh, that was, at our peak, no. we were actually going pretty a lot better than that. But for obviously the amount of times we do it now, we right. we're not as regular. But. I was actually, I was like, so you starve the people for a little bit. Oh, we, we, we you give we, them that one opportunity. And they there's a little bit it. of meat on the bone. That's all we give them, and then we just we just toss it away. It's it's for some reason they enjoy it. So what I wanted to go to is, I wonder if it's is it is it the Josh McCrone like banter, or is it your amazing insight into rugby league? Well, I wasn't on that episode, so <laughs> evidently, <laughs> evidently it's me. That's. Uh, lovely. Anyway, what we wanted to talk about is the five-day footy week that is 2016 is ahead it, of us. Now, can you explain for all the listeners out there that don't understand exactly what's going to happen here was? Oh. Basically, for 18 weeks a year, Thursday night football. 18 weeks this year? 18 games, 18 rounds. Thursday night football will happen, and only one game of Friday night football will be played. So we're losing the double-barrel double, double barrel Friday night yeah. game, which is just up, up top. That was awful. But we are losing the double. No, they can't hear that. But (laughs) Well, yeah, you make sounds. This is why you listen in in your droves. Um, (laughs) 
you'll have situations where I think this is fantastic for TV. Look, what I wanted to really get to is that we have, obviously, Saturday remains the same. I'm disappointed to a degree that we didn't end up with the free-to-air game on, on yeah, Channel 9. But we've got a massive deal. Um, but I think it. Thursday night instead of Monday night, long-term, is better for the game. Thursday night and Monday night, I think it's going to be a bit of a, a bit too bit of a struggle. Uh, I think, honestly, I mean, is, it could be is, the, hang on, hang the on, cynical but... way that I exist is very quickly. I think it could be a negative having five of seven, 18 weeks a year, 18 weeks of the season. Right, but is it is it going to be a permanent thing? Or, or... No, no. So as of next year, so 2017, that's right. They get it rid goes of Monday to Monday night disappears. That's and we right. actually finally end up so, with that beautiful thing that we all grew up with, which was Sunday was the last game of the round, like last weekend, like yeah, part of the yeah. round. And you, you knew what was happening going into work on a Monday, which I think, honestly, for things like even, let's speak very plainly, podcasts like our own, the, Monday, the, the Sunday night finish is going to be absolutely fantastic for anyone doing that kind of thing, for, for panel shows, for uh, radio. You get to have that peak on a Sunday night where you talk about the whole round and look forward to the next. You get now Monday, you'll get Tuesday, mm. you'll get Wednesday as the build-up. Given the line of work that I'm in, I am absolutely terrified about how hard it's going to be to talk up games coming into the new uh, week in two days. I have, Tuesday, year, okay. I have Tuesday and Wednesday to yes. pump up um, eight games of football. That's, that's not an easy, yeah, okay. easy thing to do because once you hit the Thursday night game, all people want to hear about is either that match or the next match. Like it's not, you can't talk about I hear, the other game. I hear game. what you're saying. And but, I just think, I, think we've, I know why we've done it, but I think it's just a little bit too much. Okay, but so with your way of thinking, would you have preferred every game to be played on Sunday, so that you've got a whole six days? To this is the up? whole. This is the whole NFL. What they do in the NFL. Look, I don't, I don't think that's the answer at all. I, I just think that I, I I found it hard to embrace the fact that by gaining Thursday night, we had to keep Monday night for a year. Um, yet everything else sort of got brought forward. And uh, to me, it's sort of like I just think. We're asking a lot of our fans. This is the this is the this is what? the key part of my argument. We're asking a lot of those fans that aren't necessarily a fan of the team playing on the Thursday night, yeah, or the Monday be... night, to go along and watch those games when they can honestly sit at home, watch it on the TV, or not even bother with Thursday night football or Monday night football because there's going to be three other days they can go to the football. I think we're just going to spread ourselves a little bit thin, and what I don't want people to look at. Thursday night football after this first year, and it might go well. I hope it. I hope it goes well. What I don't want to do is if it goes badly. If it goes says, badly, say yeah. oh, it's, it, you can't have have this again. Let's go back to Monday night football. Well, that's not the answer. No, I think Thursday night football can turn into the second best game of the round, if not the best game of the round, because I think once you get Sunday football in 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 as the end of your round, Thursday night football just jumps up hugely in the anticipation stakes for people. You create that appetite. And I think yeah. appetite is a fantastic thing for TV, for online, and particularly at the gate. I think we need that. Sorry, I'm ranting here for a little bit. <laughs> but I think that is the, the biggest downside is this year. I think we've all got to just hopefully take a break and just say to people, this is, the, this is a year of compromise. I don't. I, I, I think you're worried about nothing, honestly. I think the, the vast majority of the rugby league public out there don't watch every game. Um, and don't feel stretched out by the fact that it's going from, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Most people choose the game that they want to watch, and they only watch one or two. Um, I think most of us enjoy the Friday night and the Sunday afternoon 
you know, and then the, those of us that have Foxtel will watch our team if it's on a Saturday night as well. Um, I do enjoy the Monday night because, you know, you're home pretty much, you know, everyone's home on a Monday night, so everyone watches it on TV, so the ratings are good. Yep. But obviously then the crowds, you know, few less people go out on, on a Monday night than would go out on a Thursday night. So if you're going to have four days, it may, works better Thursday to Sunday rather than Friday to Monday. I yeah. completely agree. And I, I'm, I'm all on board. It's just that it's the issue we have for this year coming up. For this up. year, okay. Well, it's Thursday to Monday is a lot of rugby league. Did it make the TV people happy? Oh, it did. So Case closed? Unfortunately, yeah. Again, I don't think it's... A, I don't think I, it's but you can't say that, can you? Because you've got to fight for the... You know, the people that love to go to the game as well because, it, you know... That, 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 so, well, I look, to be perfectly honest, this is an area, I guess, from a feedback point of view, guys, and girls out listening, is that what's your view on the five-day, five of seven of being rugby league? It's a, it's a lot. Very quickly, let's look at round one. Open it up. It's in front of you, Dave. All right. Very quickly, you look at those games. Which is the one game that you cannot wait to watch? Take away the Dragons' bias, obviously. And I don't mean that in that you would have chosen them, but just, like, don't look at the Dragons' game. Uh, the, the, rest C- of them. the Sea Eagles, Bulldogs... Well, those two teams aren't going to go as well this year. But traditionally, that's a good game. Roosters, Rabbitohs is always a big big anticipation as well. Is that your number one? Oh, there's not too much there to, to get See, excited I, about. I just think the Eels have just got the golden ticket. They get the first They get the first game this year. They had the second game last year. Um, I was at uh, Persac last year when they played Manly in that. For those of you that one. don't know, it's, it's Eels versus Broncos yep. on a Thursday night. I just think that's the, that's the number March. one by a mile. The, the anticipation for that is going to be yeah, yeah, true. Gigantic. It's the first game. Of the it is. And yeah, I think you actually. Um, I think that will that will sell out before. I'm going to call it that. Will almost sell out before the game is played. Yeah, that's fair. There is a prediction. The first prediction yeah. for the year. Because everyone, all the Eels fans, are quite excited about this year. And I feel sorry for you. And I feel sorry for the um, Storm on the fans. Monday night. You've got a. <laughs> Yeah. You get the first long wait of the year. That is going to be hard to be psyched for that that game because your, your footy first will have already been filled. Yeah, that's, that's very days. true. And that is going to be the biggest issue, I think. Again, judging back to my both earlier points, I don't know. I just I'm a bit worried. Anyway, that is our look at the footy five days a week. Is it good, Dave, or is it too much? I see. I'm sitting on the fence here because I. I the Friday night footy with the two games in a row back to back, I think, was a bit too much. Oh, it, 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 so, it, it had played itself out five years ago. Yeah. It, so, so to been... have one game Thursday night, the thing is, what's going to happen now is people are going to watch the game and then not worry about watching the footy show. Well, we'll find that they'll out. Get, they'll and get I the think... fix of the footy without, you know what I mean? <laughs> That'll be very interesting to see how that affects. Um, but anyway, I think it's, I think it's overkill. But I, at the same time, I think it might necessarily struggle. But if it does struggle, I don't want everyone judging it on this year. Should we move on? Okay, let's move on. Okay, Mr. D, let's look at the signings for 2016. We're going to work out who had the best recruitment, in our opinion, obviously, Yeah. Uh, for 2016. The big, the best one recruitment? No, or... the best best few. Uh, if you, if in, you... But hang on, but are we judging the team by team or are we judging we'll judge, player We'll by have player. a look at the team by team. Okay. All right, we'll look through. That's how we'll judge it. And then you come back with me as we go. You write down maybe three or four teams you think have recruited really well and who the best team has been recruited and you'll just write down in one little okay. bit right. who you think's been the worst. So let's stick, uh, go off, I guess, in the order that um, was put on the NRL's Facebook page and uh, we start with the Warriors. They picked up two of us, Sheik, Isaac Luke, Yeehaw. Jeff Robson, uh, Leggy no. Sauer, Blake Ashford uh, and a few others and Ali Lauatiti's come out of England to at the age of 36 to play again for the uh, Warriors. Right? 
He may only play a couple of games. Uh, this is an A-grade recruitment class. Mm-hmm. Um, Those first two uh, say it all, really. You, don't, you just can stop right there. I mean, Jeff Robson may play a bit of first grade, but if Isaac Luke and Roger Tuvasashek... I did read a very worrying ooh, article ooh, today about ooh, Robson. That ooh, someone ooh. was talking, it was Rapati or someone like that, was talking as if Robson's the stalwart half for this year to offset. And I'm just like, well, I don't know if that's going to work. You remember I've had this theory with you, and I have spoken to you about this about Sean Johnson. I think he needs a guy like Tui Lola here playing the same sort of style opposite him, almost to one-up him. Like, whatever you do, I can do better kind of oh. thing. I don't like the slow and steady. I think that's why Chad Townsend, while he did all right, I don't think he ended up being the, the long-term answer there. And he might go very well at the, the Sharks. But are, you, are you saying just with Sean Johnson or are you I think saying with Sean Johnson, all those type of players? No, I, th- I just think with him. Okay. It's the anything you can do, I can do better kind of thing, I think, that would drive him. I, I don't think you need a... Solid number yeah, seven next to him. That's my personal uh, opinion. Maloney, when he was there, was well, Maloney. They made the GF. <laughs> no, yeah, but he took a back seat to Maloney. But, but they made the GF. I just, I yeah. Okay, they right. made the GF. Uh, I think this is a grade. Uh, just whack them in your top five uh, recruitment. Who's the next one, Mister DC? Next is the Eels. Just running through them, uh, they've recruited Kieran Foran, Bo Scott, Michael Gordon, James Hassan from the Seagulls, Mitch Cornish, Cameron King. Uh, do you want me to read through them all? Or there's, no, there's Brian, Tanganawa, Gutherson. Clinton, Gutherson. He, and Kira Moss is a pretty good talent from the Panthers. This is a This is pretty damn good A-grade well. because we've... This, remember, this was posted in uh, December. Who else right. have they added to this list? Let's do this. Leroy Jenkins! The other day. Like, oh, the, um, the Jennings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it, wow. Is it, better, is, it, is it a better recruitment class than the Warriors? I ask you this. Yes. I disagree, simply because I think that Luke and Sheck can make the Warriors who well, are okay team that was exactly even better. Needed. I think, but I think the, the, it's going to take some time with Para. They might even start the year well, but I don't know if they're going to be a powerhouse as people are, are sort of saying. But this is a great pickup for them. Um, Jennings just takes them over the top in terms of whether they are a legitimate chance of the top eight. I think if he stays healthy. They have to be in that conversation. Their CEO has already come out and said that they're going to contend for the premiership, which happens when you just get um, yeah, the full-time gig after being interim. You basically have to say something. Yeah, that's right. And and it's one thing to get a whole bunch of good players, but it's another thing to make them work well together. We've seen that before. Yeah, so it's, it's many, a fantastic, fantastic player recruitment player. Go somewhere else and then just does Well done. Well done team. to the Eels. Mitch Cornish, I feel sorry for you. You never got a chance at the Raiders. Next is the Cronulla Sharks. This is not bad either. They've picked up Maloney, Townsend, Sonny Lafayette, Joseph Paulo, uh, a few others. McKilrick and Drew are, are fairly good uh, depth signings. This Maloney pickup for me is the big one. I think he is a fantastic footy player. Yeah. Um, their problem is creating points. They've got a really good defensive structure. I don't know if Townsend's necessarily the answer in the halves, but I think he's got that ability that he could be. Yeah. Um, a really good offset to Maloney. Um, what you do with Jack Bird's the real question mark out of this for me, when this, and particularly this recruitment. Well, because, what do you do with Ben Barbo as well? Well, if you play Ben Barber at fullback, you can't play Jack Bird at fullback. Yeah, but if you play Jack Bird at fullback, you can't play Ben Barber at fullback. You play him on the wing. You can't play him on the bench because... Unfortunately, Barber's had his day in the sun. He, I just think you, for them, they've just got he, to find a way to make Daly and Medals. You've got to get him back. You've got to get him in there doing his thing. But it's easier said than done. I like the pickup of uh, Joseph Paulo. I think he's a good ball playing back row. The problem I, is, okay. what's the thing with the, the Sharks? They've never had a shortage of. Yeah, they've, they've got some forwards. They've got a million forwards. 
And, well, actually, I was going to say the same thing about Jesse Senolafeo. He was coming along nicely as well until I think he got an injury or something, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he, he should be anything as well. There's a, there's a few players there that, that they really could turn around. Um, it's, a good, it's a good class, those first three teams. Uh, thumbs up. Uh, the next one is the Canberra Raiders. Now, I'm going to ask you to tell me what who, who we've signed and tell me if you've heard of them. So we've signed Aiden Zizer, and he's going to, I think he will, fulfill all of his uh, potential that people have been saying, you know, that he has, that he hasn't ever fulfilled. Yep. Um, Jeff Lima, okay, he's come from the Catalans. Elliot Whitehead, I know, is a damn good player from... St. Helens or Wigan? Uh, Catalan, but he played for England, so that's probably where you saw him. Oh, okay. that's Yes, that is where I saw him. And then a fellow named Zach Santo. Outside back from the Cowboys. From the Cowboys. Lima is a great pickup because he puts pressure on the young blokes to get a spot in the front row rotation. Whitehead, he's got a challenge to get in that back row, but if he gets in there, he's a he's an edge back rower, people, and they're, they're good footballers if they're genuine edge back rowers. Caesar makes Austin's job eminently easier. Look, Clydesdale is a... I reckon a good pickup as a, a support element to Josh Hodgson, who I thought had a fantastic year last year. This is a great recruitment class for the Raiders. I don't think it's better than the Warriors or the Eels or whatever, um, but it, I think about the, it's what they needed, and I think that's yeah, where you give Stuart you give Stuart credit. And I know that I'm a fan and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's not many people that are, but there's like two players that remain on the roster from at the Raiders, two or three players in the starting 17 that were there in 2013 when Stuart took over. No, there's more than that. You can work it out yourself. Because they're all. Because I was about to make the point that they're it's all like, actually it's quite like, it's good like classy. Croker and Whiten are the two blokes. Vaughan was a benchy. Boyd. No, he was a benchy. Uh, Fenson's the other bloke. It's like there's there's a there's a handful of them. He's, he's a papaya king. No, he wasn't even first grade, was he? Surely. I just like the fact you used that nickname. <laughs> okay, that? it's more like five. But the point is, if you take five of your thirteen or seventeen. They were an emerging group anyway. Oh, I think it's a, I think it shows you that Stewart's got what he wanted to a fair degree. And, he and to he's, the other guys. he's doing with those younger guys what the Bellamy's and the Bennett's and the Maguire's of the world have shown that they can do. He's slowly starting to do it with those those group uh, of kids. I, 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 better, better I think it is finals or bust in regards to whether people ever give Ricky Stewart Stewart that is like the the recognition I think that he deserves even at this stage of his career. They could turn around and make it in 2017. Great. But I think people are wanting to see the results this time. Excuse me, Daddy. I'm doing my tips. South Sydney picked up Sam Wise Burgess. It cost him a lot of players, but fair income. you got to be where happy. Did, where, did, where did Sam Wise Burgess back. come from? Uh, he came from the bath. Bath. <laughs> <laughs> come so, from the scrubber dub um, tub. Fellow by the name of He may have also appeared in a British soap. All right, Oldfield, Cook, and Hunt have also joined. Yeah, now Damien Cook is. There's a bit of hype about this kid coming from the Bulldogs. Personally, I like uh, McInnes better than Cook. I don't know. McInnes or McInnes? That fella. McInnes. McInnes? No, not Mick Ennis. It's a pretty good pickup. Cameron just makes these guys just better. Now, that's the first time I've seen Heimel Hunt coming to. To South Sea, either I didn't realize that, but he was. I thought he was going to be something special with you. He sounds like Dane Nielsen might also join as an outside back. Um, depth signing. Well done, South Sydney. Uh, the next one is the Bulldogs. They picked up Papawade, Brad Abbey, Craig Garvey, and a young bloke called Kerrit Holland from the Knights. It cost yeah. them Tim Lafayette, and La- Abbey probably doesn't get in the team to start the year. 
I, I think this is a this is a bit of a worry given that they did let Trent Hopkinson go, who I didn't think was a, a fantastic, amazing footballer. He's a good player, but what I don't know. I, well, I, but you've, you've got to remember. I, I look at Hopperwater and Lafayette as a bit of even spells out, even yeah, themselves out. But, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think this is a great recruitment class, but necessarily did they have to actually recruit big time? Probably not. No, they probably didn't have to, and you've got to just you know fill in the gaps, like you say. Um, Hodkinson's a, a, a bit of an enigma. He remember don't, he had a gun of a year in two thousand and fourteen, and then it just didn't happen quite the same in two thousand and fifteen. So I don't know. Maybe you know change your scenery. Maybe he'll he'll you know go, go up there with um, Nathan Brown and, and do something special. We'll get to the Newcastle Knights before we talk about him. Then uh, the Tigers, <sighs> Matthew Ballon. Mm. Go through them, man. Matt Ballon, Joel Edwards, uh, Michael Cheekham, Jordan Rankin, Jack Littlejohn, Justin Hunt, Jesse Dunno You, Dunno Rod Griffin, Dunno <laughs> Billy You, Josh, another something or other car, and uh, Josh Aioli. Isn't that, isn't that a Goes great with chips. Yeah. I'm on fire tonight. The, <coughs> there's not a whole heap there to, that, that excites me. Bat Mallon's a solid. Well, Matt Ballon's Ballon signed even. because they were worried that about Farrow moving on. Now he's saying he's staying, but apparently there's rumours are still that he's going to be playing reserve grade. Uh, which he'll is play just first grade. For crying out loud, yeah, he's going. Farrow's already come out and said he'd be his first choice hooker. It didn't need to happen for the club. It happened. Doesn't help anybody. This is a. So does that mean that there's a fellow by the name massively. of Matt? But is there a fellow by the name of Matt Ballon who's going to be playing? He's also coming off a major knee injury. Okay. He's been a stalwart. I, I like Matt Ballon, but unless you're going to play him at lock, you can't bring, bring Matt Ballon off the bench and expect spark. I think you just need to say, you can make me 50 tackles a game at lock. Leave Farrer on. You can get that two-hooker thing, which I think could be a benefit to the Tigers. I don't yeah. think it's bad to have two blokes who can come around a dummy heart. Especially when their two halves still haven't really done what they're, oh, really, they're, they're young. So, and, and Tim Grant also um, has joined uh, the Tigers. I don't think that's a great class. It's not bad, but I don't think it's a great one. I would have said it's pretty bad. Speaking of bad, here are the Dragons. Um, uh, they've picked up Lafayette, Kurt Mann, Massey Masseau, some Masoli. bloke we mentioned at the start of the show. Um, what's his name again? It rhymes with... Zach. Microphone. Zach. Yeah, that one. Jusilieva uh, Habili, uh, Demos Louie, Tara McCarthy, Sebastian Ikahifo, Kafifa. Fifi, Fifo, Fifum, Blower. <laughs> Adam Quinlan and Tameon. A lot of signings from the Dragons. A lot of signings, but none really. Lafayette is a, is a great pickup. Yes. I think I, Kurt Mann probably plays in first grade alongside him. Uh, Masoy will add yeah. some size. Mossy Masoy played well for St. Helens for the last... It's just, there's just a lot of, of de- good depth there. Um, and But I just... Yeah, it, it, but that's the thing. Again, they're doing what they needed to do. They're just yeah. getting the depth rather than but my question with my question with the Dragons is simply this, all right? Do you think they're going to go as well as they did last year? Yes. Okay, that's all I needed to know. Uh, next team is the Titans. This is... Are the, oh, are the Tigers like... going to go as well as they did last year? Well, they didn't go very well last year. So are um, they going to go the same or are they going to go worse? I don't know. That's not, part of, that's not what we're doing this episode, mate. We're not picking our ladder, all right? We're just well, then the why did you ask me? I don't know. Uh, Titans picked up McQueen, Shillington, Friend, Roberts, Taya, Taylor, Lynch, and Pulu. Uh, obviously, the injury to Kane Elgie for the year... It's pretty devastating. It means that though that Ashley Taylor and Tyron Roberts will likely be the halves. They also lost a guy called James Roberts after he decided he didn't want to play for them after an interesting contract issue. Look, they have filled gaps 
because they had to fill gaps. Um, I wouldn't say that any of the players they've picked up is going to make a huge difference to their team. No. Having said that, but okay, there but... is something there's something refreshing about these all these guys coming in because, and I don't mean this in a harsh way, but their clubs have sort of moved on from them. Who, who they've left. Okay. So this is actually a really good opportunity for all these players because they can come in and say, well, you know, this club wants me. And yeah. I think that makes a big difference. And I, I reckon... But was it... I reckon... Look, I don't, I don't think... I'll make I'll call it a call right now. A lot of people are saying the Titans will finish last. They will not finish last. No, they won't. Put it down. Bad. Write it down now. Well, you sniff enough over here on the, to your right has said that the Titans will not finish last. Tigers are going to finish last. Okay. But as a recruitment class, it's just... It's, look, it's... It's Joe Average. Really? No, it's not. Chris McQueen has played Origin. He's a decent player. I know so he, Shillington? He's, he's underrated. So is Shillington. Shillington's a bit over the hill, but he's still a solid player. So Nathan Friend international? Is, is still a, yeah, and Tyrone Roberts is a pretty damn good half. Those first five, they're not blow you out of the water, but actually six. Ashley Taylor's a good up-and-coming player. The, the, you know, that's... There's got six solid signings. Okay. This is a worry for me, the Knights. All right? They've yeah. picked up Hodkinson. They've picked up Mickey Payer, who's a solid front rower. They've up David Barner, who once was a really, really big pro- bright prospect at the Warriors in the back row. And Will Pilsall is a sort of centre five eight uh, winger. And that, uh, that's about five eight half back from Manly. After getting the wooden spoon last year, this, this is where I just go. They haven't really done a whole heap. They, they've replaced <sighs> um, Buffhead, who's going to the Titans, with with Trent Hodkinson. Yeah. But that's about it. Now they've got Nathan Brown coming in, and they did have some. Okay, some Jared Mullen troubles. back from um, a foot injury that killed his year last year. Um, but he they should... also got rid of Adam Clydesdale, who was their starting hooker alongside Tyrone uh, Randell. Well, did they get rid of him, or did he just get bought for more than what they? No, got they got rid of him. They said you can go elsewhere, which I didn't understand. Um, what, this is got, the weaker. Got... This could be one of the weakest. There are a couple that are like really weak because they just didn't sign any first graders. But of the teams that picked the first grade. Couple of players up to me, the Knights is almost the lowest. Yeah, that's fair. Because um, I, I, I again, I, I, I go back to the Hodkinson discussion you had earlier. I don't think that he makes them an amazingly better team than what Tyron Robertson did. Um, Jared Mullen as a combination made them. I just, I just that's my personal um, yeah. my feeling on that. I think Roberts probably deserved another go. But in saying that, good luck to them. They've said that they wanted. Trent Hodkinson, they paid the money for him and I hope it works out for him. Well, they do have some pretty decent backs. and They do, and, they do. Speaking of decent backs, the, the, the Broncos, the Broncos. signing James Roberts. Like, That's a pretty big... It's just... Out of the park. supposed to be a baseball hitting the bat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they lost Justin Hodges and they picked up James Roberts. It's sensational. They picked up uh, a few <laughs> other guys. Uh, I'm going Celesi Benaki, Caleb Timu, Carl Anderson, who's got big raps on him, a young bloke called Sam Scarlett, right? who probably played uh, Queensland Cup, but I've seen him play a couple of games for the Junior Panthers, and he was a talented halfback. Um, had a couple of knee injuries, I think, last year or two. Okay. But Roberts is just a... Oh, you just got to say, well done, Brisbane. Yeah. Um, he fills in that oh, gap It's sensational. Well. He just, they only needed to add one thing, which was basically who's going to replace Justin Hodges. And this is the team that, that probably should have won the comp last year. They, uh, you can't... I don't know if it's how they could, could have won, but I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there that that's just a, it's a great signing. Uh, but it's the only one. They made one good signing, the st- and that's it. Yeah, but that's sometimes all you need to do. But that's all they need to do. Storm, who they pick up? 
So they've picked up a fella by the name of Matt White from the Titans, Chase Blair from the Seagulls, he's a good young fella, Jeremy Hawkins from the Raiders, Mark Nichols, uh, Curtis Scott, and Scott Drinkwater. Not bad. Not bad. Depth, depth across the board. Yeah. White can play first grade. I think Hawkins is a Chase- bit of a um, smoky for a wing spot come round one. Well, Chase Blair's meant to be doing a lot better than what he than what he has done, isn't he? Isn't he got raps that he's, he's okay, supposed to be for? But I, I think, yeah. And Mark Nichols isn't a dud uh, forward. It's just he's just gone for depth. Uh, obviously, their caps are relatively tied up in the uh, big three or big four or whatever it is now with Jesse Bromwich. But is that Scott Drinkwater, the Drinkwater that came from? Um, Manly to, to the Dragons, and now evidently he's gone to oh no, he's the Roosters. Okay, so he's it's a different brother. fella. Okay, but you know it's, it's not a no, it's not a strong pickup, but it's it's again who sometimes the, it's good to make pickup. Remind me who, who's who's Cooper Cronk got alongside him in the halves? Uh, Blake Green. Is he doing good? Is yeah, he, right. Yeah, they didn't need to try and pick up someone else other than Blake Green. Evidently not. Uh, the Roosters. They picked up Joe Burgess, no relation to the others. But he can score a try. Yeah, he's pretty fast. He's like isn't 22 he? years old from Wigan. And he's in the, the, English, the English side as well. Oh, I he? like him. I like him. He's big. He's good. Jaden Nicarima from the Broncos. Jaden Nicarima. <laughs> I thought Ian Henderson from Catalans. Ryan Madison from the Eels. Mitchell Fry from Winner Manly. And. Bucky Apple. That guy. Um, look, it, it's more of a case of who they lose. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, they lost Maloney, they lost uh, Roger, and they lost Jennings. Jennings. And, and the year before else. they lost Sonny Bill. It's okay. concerning. They lost Minicello as well. Look, I don't. And yet they still got. They still got the. Uh, I don't count it? against minor premiership. The Roosters. They are a well coached, talented team. But. Yeah, they've lost some serious talent in the last couple of years. It's the price you pay for being successful. It's as simple as that. They won in 2013. Yeah. Basically, the guys who play for like play in the grand final, you, you just it costs you money to keep them. And yeah. eventually it comes back and... But is that is that what happened here? Is that why two of us are Sheck and Maloney and everyone's moved on? Because... Because the Roosters are spending too much money elsewhere, and well, they couldn't they to... couldn't meet the price that the teams were willing to pay. Essentially, yeah, they have right. got big wraps on Jackson Hastings, so good luck to the Roosters. Yeah, selling and eating Dixie ice creams. This is the worst recruitment cast of 20, 2016 because they haven't needed to sign anyone. Exactly, but sign anyone. So the North Queensland Cowboys have signed some fella by the name of Sean Hudson from the Titans and Jerome Hughes and Jerome from Townsville. Hughes from Townsville. So he so always move on from there, but they're. They just haven't signed anyone. Yeah. Um, Panthers have picked up some good players. Um, Marin, Hiku, Tamari Martin, Matungi, Ben Garcia, who's a young back rower, or mid, mid-20s back rower from overseas. Uh, Valam Kakikau, I'm a big fan of from the Cowboys. Akawala, the uh, AFL recruit, Josh Hall, Andrew Heffernan, and Zach Docker-Clay. Phil Gould's opened the checkbook, and he's got some serious influx of talent. Uh, this is what the Panthers... Look, the Panthers probably overachieved in 2014. Who did they lose? Yeah, asking me to give you every single player yep. they've lost. Yeah. Well, the main the main guys that that. Um, what I'm saying is, how come they've now got room for Trent Merrin and Peter Hiku? And and I mean, Jamal Lucas. Cap. Go that's on. yeah, good call. Well, they signed Merrin before that. Is that right? Um, I could probably list off a few other names, but I can't think of many at the moment. They lost Appy Curacao. Uh, Sam, uh, uh, Brent Kite came off contract. He would have been on a serious yeah, coin. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, 
But it's it's really a really big good reload from the Panthers and a reload with young talent and established talent. Like the two the two that are just awesome are Marin and Hiku, and that young Martin guy could be good enough to leave Peter Wallace or Jamie Souden. Oh, okay, that's all right. That's how big a talent he is. He's a ball playing five eight. Hello, bad, not easy to find. He just basically was sitting behind Mitch Moses and Luke Brooks at the time. Oh, is that right? Okay. So well done with the Panthers. Talk, talk to me about Josh Hall. What's how come he's a I think he's a forward or a ruckman from the Gold Coast Suns, and he's decided he wants to come play rugby league at the age of 26. Can he play rugby league? Is we'll he... find out in the trials. He probably, I don't know, I don't think he got sent to um, the Nines, which has kind of been cool. Would have been a nice story. And then we end up the last team, oh, yeah, the last uh, team for already. recruitment, and that is Manly. Who have they picked up, Mr. Well, they've DC? picked up some names. They've picked up a fellow by the name of Nate Miles. They've also picked up Tapao, Marty Tapao, Dylan Walker, Lewis Brown, as the fellow with Cara Corusau. Uh, Mark, Matt Purcell, Purcell uh, even. Yeah, now, is he, is he the one that played for the Ipswich Jets yep. as well? So he's a gun at, at hooker. Um, Isaac John, Darcy Lussick, Tim Maltzen, Nathan Green, Tom White, apparently coming from Union. Can't pronounce that name. John Walker from Union. Oh, his last name. And, well, Levaka. Yeah. And Fabian Goodall from the uh, Eels. This is an outstanding class. Yeah. Um, the only concern you have for the... Um, Seagulls, when you look at this recruiting class as you go, it cost them Kieran Foran. Now, I love Kieran yeah. Foran. You're a big fan of Kieran Foran as yeah. well. They have improved their team massively, but it's cost them Kieran Foran. And that's the only thing that, to me, when we look at this now, Who, Dave, who's going to replace top five, top five uh, pickups? Well, um, because I think these, if, if it didn't cost them. Kieran Foran, this is the best recruitment class. I put the Warriors at number one. No, that's true. No, I, I, I put these guys at, at, at number one. Okay, I put Warriors at number one. Yeah. I put Manly at number two. I put Eels at number three. I put Sharks at number four. And I'm putting Canberra at number five for recruitment. And I, I, I judge it on the following. What do their teams need? Yeah. And how well do they address that? And Okay, but then you've got to, you've got to throw Cowboys in there. Because they addressed exactly what they needed. No, they didn't add anything. Exactly. I, I they don't need a damn thing. I, 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 that's the thing. I reckon if you stagnate, it's not necessarily the best option. You need competition. I, I, I think the team that probably is equal with the Raiders in five for minus probably the Broncos because they got exactly what they needed to replace Justin. Okay, Hodges. yeah. Who's in your five? Not that you wrote them down as we went. Which Well, I, I need to see them all before I can write them down. Oh, you did. That's what we just went through. Yeah. Who, who, out stood out for you? who stood out to you? The Seagulls did, did stand out to me. Um, I thought Parramatta have done well. That's, yep. that, that's a decent, you know. So you got Manly with Warriors or Para second. Para second, then Warriors. Okay. Uh, Who else impressed you? The other one that impressed me, Penrith, was Penrith. But no, yeah, yes, they did. They, they got what they needed as well. Um, and the other one was there was another one that impressed me that I didn't write it down. Titans. No. Can't, can't go for every time. Don't know. Anyway. anyway the, who's the worst, though? Because I think people have, at this stage, gone, boys, you've been talking for a while on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. I, not as a whole, but the, 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 the disdain of of the Tigers getting Matt Ballon to get rid of Farrah, I just can't handle that. Okay, so Tigers worse for you? Yeah. I, it really well, puts a bad taste in my mouth. Cowboys just didn't do anything, which... Means it's the worst recruitment class, but again, I, I take every point about 
if you've just won the comp, you don't need to do a lot. I put Tigers and Knights as probably they needed the some Knights. serious change. The, the Tigers have tried, but there is no impact there, I don't think, in terms of their signings. And that's a worry. Um, and the Knights, I the think. The Dogs, who have the Dogs got? Did we go for... Oh, that's right. But um, anyway, so that's a quick look, people. I know it probably went for a bit longer than you thought, um, but that is our best and worst recruitment for 2016. After the break, we will look at very quickly what's coming up in actual rugby league in the next couple of weeks. Okay, Dave, would you believe that there are only, there's only one more weekend after this that is no football before it all starts? Does that mean that it's two weeks before it starts? Well, is it two weeks today, yes, today that the Nines kick off in Auckland? I would say the that, The Downer yeah. enter at Auckland Nines, because Dick Smith. <laughs> downer, for those of you who don't know, we're uh, like a development oh. engineering company. Oh. Do you know them outside of the fact that you read that in the paper, or? Well, I'm an engineer. Oh, I'm saying are, are I'm you, an engineer. I only know this is what I want. This is what I want, Dave. This is this is this is your calling. You've been you've been waiting for so long. I must admit to, to add some of your work related knowledge yeah. into the rugby league. And, and here I, it is. Well, here it is. I mean that, guys. I'm not being patronising here at all. This is literally. This is. I, I am eager to hear, eager to hear what they actually are about. Downer, free plug. Well. Here's the thing. When I first saw that they were sponsoring it, I went, what? Really? The general public doesn't care about Downer, but if they've got enough money behind them... But now? Well, maybe now they do. But but at the same time, it's not a product that... You you and I aren't going to care less that, about this company called you Downer. Might. No, because I already know them, because I'm in the, in the engineering business, so I have to deal with developers and whatnot. Um, and builders. They're, they're a big building. Anyway, it's... It, they're a conglomerate, but yeah. um, I don't know. Like, for example, the Clipsal 500, it doesn't really matter to, to everyone either, that, but, but it's, a big, it's a big brand in, in Adelaide, so it makes sense for them to try and get that race, and it does, to an extent, make people more aware of their products and rah 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 but with Downer, I don't think it's going to... We'll anyway. See. But the point is, we've just started speaking about him. So well done, Downer, on uh, getting us to talk Listen, about it. can I have a bit of a whinge about the Nines? <sighs> Quickly. I went to... That last d- segment went for a real long time. So we, are we supposed to be talking about the, the Nines quickly, are we? If you can. Here's the thing. I went to look at the, at the teams. It's only two weeks out. I went to look at the teams on their, on their website. First of all, the website wouldn't let me on their website. It said it's down. Then I finally got angry Which at website's it. website's that? The, the Nines website, the official Auckland Nines website. Mental note. Yep. Well, okay, here's the thing. I went to the NRL website expecting to get a, a link to the Auckland Nines. Couldn't get it. Typed, went back to Google, typed in Auckland Nines. Wouldn't let me get onto the website. Then I got angry at it and tried it again, and it worked. Then I went to the teams, and there's no teams listed. Because they haven't been named. But there have been named. One team's been named. No, there's four or five or six teams that have been named. And if the others haven't been named, then... For crying out loud, get your act together. Where are you getting these teams from? Because as far as I'm aware, the Panthers have been named and the Dragons have named a few players. That's all that's been named. Well, I kept on searching and on the Triple M website, they had four or five teams already listed. Kudos to you, Triple M, for making teams up. Uh, I haven't seen anything, but then again, it's Saturday night. It's two weeks away. I'm getting getting antsy and I want my feel and I want to go and anticipate the nines and I can't do it. All right. 
looking forward to it. I'll be in Auckland. It should be fantastic. So if you are going to the game and you would, uh, yeah, want to say hello, not that there's many people who actually would want to do that, feel free to get in touch with me on Twitter at NRL Tweet or Mr. DC, who won't be there, unfortunately. No. Are you going to make it a trip one day? I'd love to. Even if it's not Auckland? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. No, not going to happen. <laughs> what do you mean if it's not Sydney? Auckland? Oh, it's not always going to be Auckland. Yes, it is. It's the Auckland Nines. Yeah, until the contract's up. And then it's... The Sydney it? Nines or the... I don't know. I'll make a call. It'll never be in Sydney. All right. Uh, All Stars, which is in Brisbane. <laughs> uh, it's the week after. That was a very good Eddie Murphy laugh. <laughs> that was outstanding. <laughs> I don't know. Can't, can't first, do it when I try. First one was better. Yeah. Um, it, it, all, the All Stars have got a new thing where they're. Um, it's the World All Stars. The World All Stars, and I, I think like that's a good I like it. Concept. I think you needed something different than just NRL All Stars who weren't of Indigenous um, yeah. origin. Uh, I don't think you'll ever get to a situation where people actually go, I really want the World All-Stars to win. Um, it's just not the nature of the event. Um, but what you will probably hopefully see as the future goes, and this is the challenge I guess we've got as a, a code, is that um, players being available to play in it. Um, what would be absolutely sensational, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but would be that you had maybe the four players who need to be of English descent, a couple of them are from England. As in, as in from the English Super, Super League. League. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I don't think it's probably going to happen. But I mean, the fact that this year um, we might have a few um, is, is actually really. But are you saying are you saying that at the moment it's looking like it's always going to be James Graham? It'll, and, that's, and, and, that's, and, that's, and that's and that's the only concern for mine is that you you know you end up with the same players every single time, and they're um, still and they're still NRL players. But then they might not be made available by their clubs, and that, and that's that's the because injuries before you come to the season. Like some players aren't ready to go, and and the thing about the All Stars game is it's a pretty high intensity game of rugby league, and, and I'll give it the credit that it deserves in that, you know, nines is relatively that's the whole hit and giggle t twenty kind of version, all right. <laughs> Every All Stars game that's been played has been played at an intensity that is like a club game, if not potentially a little bit higher, given the quality of players that are on the field. Yeah, because that's the part that the, the coaches look at it and go, "For my players underdone." He ain't playing this game. Yeah. Um, and what is great about, I think, last year's game in particular is the amount of quality Indigenous players that made sure that they were available. To yeah, play that's the right. Game. Yeah. Uh, obviously, JT has pulled out. Um, and the reason JT has pulled out is simply that he wants to win a World Club Series, a World Club Challenge. And I, 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 I can, can understand I, that. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and anybody, and I, you haven't seen anyone criticise him, which is great because yeah. he hasn't missed an All Stars game to this point. Yeah. And it means. And he wouldn't have missed a it lot. If it wasn't because of and, the. Inglis is playing. Now, Inglis will be on a plane. Um, actually, no, they're not playing in England. The last, last year, like, but he, he played before they ended up playing in the World Club Challenge. Um, he did the old back-to-back okay. thing. all right. Um, it's not an easy decision to make. Um, so, credit to him for... But that's how much it means to the Aboriginal fellas. It's great. in the Aboriginal side. That's fantastic. It's, you know, yeah, exactly. And that's why they play with such intensity. And if you're playing against them and you don't match it, you're going to get injured. So and I, I, really, I really put it down as um, it needs to stay in the calendar... The only question is whether you play it at the end of the year as opposed to the start of the year if nines continue. The I, I, only thing that I've got a concern about is you have two fantastic season-opening events yeah. that they're bang right next to each other. And just to top it all off, South and the Dragons decided to play the Charity Shield on the same night as the All-Stars. Is that right? Work that out, people. Anyway, looking forward to it. I'll be in Brisbane as well for that. So, Mr. Uh, oh, oh, I messaged Mr. Peninsula, all right? Yeah. I said, mate, do you want some tickets to the game? 
Because you know, I'm able yeah. to be nice and, and do that. He preferred to go watch Redcliffe play their first trial of the year. Last time I tried to help you, Mr. Peninsula. Matty D. No, yeah, you'd rather go to the All-Stars, surely. Yeah, hear that, Matty D? Yeah, it's right. I, I understand he's a club man and he, you know, it's a big deal to him. Oh, the, the, the Dolphin Pass yeah. uh, podcast. It's, it's taken off where Has we it? left and stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after the break here on The Footy Show. Before you die, there is something you should know about us, Lone Star. What? I am your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. Not the footy show. show? All right, let's wrap up. Not the footy show. Uh, at least to the the footballing element of it, uh, Mr. DC. Um, I have a worry. You have a worry because you know. Obviously, we didn't give people heaps of notice that the. The episode would be recording. Oh, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had one bit of correspondence, so the correspondence section is really low. And uh, there's a guy called uh, Blitzen Rickson. He said, Yes, finally, you're back on air. I had been asking people to give us questions. So it's not even a question. He just said, Yes, you're back on air. So I'll answer that question with, Yes, yes, we are. Yes, so, we are. So thank you, Blitzen Rickson. When, when did you send out this um, oh, question? Yesterday, and then this one about two hours ago. Saying we're going to be on because I didn't think we were going to be on until tomorrow, obviously. So you know. Um, so whole... so look at that listen. That, that's that's our segment. I mean, that's that is that is cutting edge. That was more longer than fifteen seconds. I did worry if it was going to be less than that. Here's the thing: if 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 the last time that we did a podcast was six months ago, does that mean the next time we do a podcast is going to be six months ago? Six months time. I hope not. And therefore, the listeners listening now aren't going to put in their questions because well, what do I want? I, I don't question care if you don't give us questions. Just say, boys. Give it away. I don't know. Whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> they want to listen to our podcast, but they don't have any. Do they? Here's the thing. It, it is, we haven't actually started the season, so they might not have too many questions to ask. Oh, I'm just more that, you know, you can just say hello, like like Blitz and Rickson did. Hello. It's really hard to say. Try it there. I'm not going to try and say Blitz that. Blitz and Rickson. No, I'm not going to Not trying. Nice. Um, anyway, so if you want to give us anything, um, as I said, feedback that... This is not a good decision to come back. Um, let us know. Uh, I'm at oh, NRL Tweet is the uh, Twitter account, and then uh, facebookcom slash podcast if you want to post on our Facebook page. Dave, we did have to answer one bit of correspondence from about three months ago. Okay, what was that? Good old Vinny Parmigiana, our yeah. favourite New Zealander. He asked who won the NRL Tweet Player of the Year last year. Now, does he not know that because he didn't listen to the podcast? Well, I never actually tallied up all the votes in the end. I got to about round twenty-three. And just life got too busy and ended up finishing the season and just life just was, let's not think about football. Um, I can tell you that Jonathan Thurston was that far ahead at round 23 that he could have not played for another 20 rounds and he still would have won it. So congratulations to Jonathan JT. Thurston. Second uh, year in a row. No surprises that he's um, taken it out. Um, he was just sensational last year. But thank you to all the voters. I don't think it'll be here this year. I just don't have the time to, to collate it, basically. It just it became too much of a... A thing around my neck as the season sort of wore on, and I feel sorry for you because people that put the hard yards in, the votes are there. As I said, clear as day, Thurston ended up winning. Um, but I hope you enjoyed the last few years, or last five years, I think we did it off, yeah. uh, which was great. Mr. DC was obviously involved. So thank you to every single voter that was involved. Um, I think it was just a nice point of difference across, across Twitter uh, in terms of how we voted. The interaction wasn't too bad from people. Um, in regards to people with your votes, uh, people asking, oh, why did you give this guy votes or whatever? Yeah. That's yeah. great. But um, 
yeah, it, was, it was fun. Um, so thank you very much, everybody. Is it is it still the best way to vote who's the best player? Oh, I think league? so. I, personally, I think so. I think it's better than Dally M, but um, I'm biased, obviously. I do remember a few years back, there was a fellow by the name of Danny Badiris who one of the papers came out saying that he's pound for pound, pound the best value player. And they had like a whole matrix network oh, thing set up. Let's not talk about the CSV or well, well, CBR. Well, it seemed or, like it had some sort of worth. Stats cannot, I, I repeat, cannot be your, your only differentiator about how to rank a player. It can't be. What happens to the player that pulls a try out of his butt in the last five minutes that wins the game? Hello. Michael Morgan's pass to Kyle Felt. What happened, what happened in the to, grand the, final? to the Kieran Forens of the world? Who doesn't have a heap, heap, heaps of stats. Yet all their stuff... I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I, it just, I just, you cannot say... But is that, is that, is that the only way that... That Corey Parker is the greatest player in the game because his stats are amazing. You can't say that. I, I agree. But I thought there was more to it than that. I thought no. there was some sort of opinion mixed no, in I with think you have to have... A, I, think, I think opinion trumps stats every time. I personally think. Why? Well, so you can't... But some people's opinion are way off. But that's the problem. <laughs> and I'm not saying that our opinion is necessarily 100% correct, but I will happily listen Bias to a reasoned opinion. always comes into opinion. I'll, re- I'll go with a reasoned opinion over a statistic in terms of evaluating a player. That's how I feel. Surely there's a way we can merge the two together. There is no way. I don't have time. Hey, <laughs> we'll come back after the, to talk about a new segment that may only be this segment and happen once. But it is. Are you ready? Open mic with Mr. DC. Okay, we're back. It's the last segment. Open mic with Mr. DC. But before we go... Yes. Mr. DC. Wait, think before we I go, just, We just got a tweet. As we speak. Do you remember this loyal listener? Oh, yeah, Rachel. Do you remember? I sort of remember. She's back. What did she say was? Can't wait for our new episode. Now, if she's got to this point of the episode and still listening, then congratulations, Rachel. But I can't believe she's 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 remembered us. I... I She's not listening to us right now. But not when she's listening to this, it'll feel like we're we're trying to oh. impart enthusiasm that now during, while we're recording, she said, "Can't wait." So thank you. Oh yeah, Rachel. Give us a question. <laughs> Crying out loud. Gee, that was a, it was a touching moment until you abused it. <laughs> uh, open mic with Mr. DC. All right. Yes. Uh, this is potentially rugby league, but Mr. Doesn't DC have to be rugby it doesn't league. have to be rugby league now. I had this all planned out, Mr. DC. You're gonna, you know, we're gonna catch up. We're gonna do the podcast at about eight o'clock. We finish by about quarter to nine. We're never gonna be finished by quarter to nine. But if we had been, you know, we could be right now. We could be in the car. Oh wow! Going to talk about what you're about to talk about right now. <laughs> really? I checked the guide. We're about to talk about Star Wars, people. So if you don't want to listen to the show anymore, you can go. We, if we leave right now, we might get there just at the start. We'll record of this later. Stuff do you want to go to the movies? Let's do it, man. Do you want to go? Yes, I do. Let's go. We're going. We'll see you soon, people. What the hell am I looking at? When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? We passed then. When? Just now. We're at now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. Not the show. Show?
Okay, Mr. DC, we've just come back from Star Wars. We weren't lying to you, people. We, we literally went. did go and see Star Wars. Yes, we did. There is a YouTube video us talking for like half an hour on the trip home about Star Wars. You don't believe us? Check it out on my YouTube channel. It's just somewhere. Video not on YouTube yet, but look for it this week sometime. Cheers. He's now 20, uh, yeah, 20 to 1. It's 20 to 1. We finished recording at whatever time it was. About 10 past 9, 20 past 9. Race to the cinemas. Spent a billion dollars on a small glass of Coke, according to DC Chapman. And um, a glass of Coke, mind you, I just... Yeah, but... Did... <laughs> Wrap that... <laughs> Clarify that. Um, <laughs> um, but lots of popcorn. So it wasn't a good soda-to-popcorn ratio, no, it was it? It was terrible, no. We saw the movie... It's open mic with Mr. DC. You've got, honestly, 30 seconds just to wrap up what you thought about the experience tonight. Well, I enjoyed it. I mean, go and watch the, 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 the thing that we put on YouTube. That explains it all. Um, no, it doesn't. You're giving me the open mic spot, but, like, am I supposed to be talking about Star Wars now? Or That's what it's about. People, people are under no illusions. We've, we've literally announced, it, like, 30 seconds earlier in the show. If I tell them what I think now, they won't go and watch the, the YouTube clip. So I'm gonna surely, surely this is. So is that open mic? Up. Is that are you saying well, go watch the YouTube clip? Yeah, that's well, I reckon because they've got to go watch the YouTube clip now. I reckon about three of you will, but uh, anyway, oh, you it's, might worth, it's it. a worth, it's a good decent, you know, us yakety yakin. Oh, yeah, just like the rest of the show. Out. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed it's, the it's fifty the minutes or whatever it is we've done. Um, it wasn't that hard to put together. Take out the papers and, and the trash. Okay. Take out the papers and the trash. Or you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrap that kitchen floor, you ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Yakety yak. Don't talk back. Da, 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 da. And uh, yeah, you can get in touch with us. Uh, I'm at NRL Tweet um, if you want to talk about Not the Footy Show. Yeah, so he's uh, at Mr. Underscore DC11, I believe is the Twitter tweet, account. Yes. Um, right. And get us on Facebook.com slash NRL Podcast. Look, if you've enjoyed this at all all we ask is you literally just comment or reply on twitter and just say thanks for doing the show like oh yeah rachel yeah. and blitz and rickson and <laughs> it's just it lets us because know that we actually might try again yeah. to do a bit more because we're not going to do, do it like the show and then you don't give us the feedback then we feel like and you might sit not, there and go not, it's not worth us Gee, doing it was, the good, show it was good you guys doing that again like that's a nice thought put the rage on the page let us know <laughs> are you just looking for like the the emotional? I just support? want to say, yeah. Listen, or, or, are, you, or are, you, are you actually? Why do you for, keep like, doing the... this? I, I I don't care what it is. Just if you listen, if you took fifty minutes of your life out, you commute to work one morning and you listen, give us another five minutes and just put something and let us know. All right. Unless you really, really don't want to be known, Dave. Finish that frozen coke. How good's frozen coke? It's fantastic. Pepsi. I've been DC Chapman. I've been worried, Nichols. Is that what you were looking for? <laughs> Enjoy your That's league, League See you, everyone. Bye. <laughs> You've been sleeping over there. Not the footy show. Show? Sure.